In this interview series we call The Circuit, TechPoint serves up the human stories behind the major tech headlines in Indiana. I'm your host, Jordan Isaacs, Relationship Manager at TechPoint. Today we talk to Matt Tyner, Vice President of People Operations and GM at Wonderkin. Wonderkin helps e-commerce marketers create one-to-one customer experiences at scale through all the channels they own. In this episode, we talk about Matt's journey into tech, how the company has evolved since it started, and what's on the horizon for Wonderkin. It is so great to be at the Wonderkin office today. In downtown Indianapolis, we are right by where the Pacers play. You guys have a prime spot. This is awesome. Yeah, this is incredible. Uh, our, our roots actually started at 91st Meridian, believe yeah. it or not. Yeah. Uh, so coming down here, access to every all the energy in downtown Indianapolis yep. has just been an incredible change of pace uh, for Wonderkin. Yep. You have two floors. Like, uh, this is, we walk through the entire space. This is really cool. So, we're yeah. excited you're down here. We are, we are trying to set the bar high for what it means to be a technology company here in Indianapolis. Yep. You're doing a great so, job. Thank you. So, for folks that aren't um, aware of Wonderkin or don't exactly know what you do, kind of give me the overview. So, who are sure. you? Who do you serve? Um, what are you about? Yeah. So, Wonderkin, very simply, is, is a market leading performance marketing engine. Okay, and it really focuses on um, retail and other verticals that operate like retail. Got it. Uh, with a focus on email marketing, text message marketing, and on-site personalization. Okay. Uh, to transform a consumer's experience on a retailer's website uh, to best meet their needs. Uh, very simply, we pair audience segmentation technology, Smarter HQ now Wonderkin audiences, yep. with Wonderkin's identity network. Okay. Uh, to be able to guarantee revenue as a service uh, to our customers, because that's where the SaaS industry is headed. No more SaaS. Uh, 2022 is really the beginning of what I think we will see in MarTech specifically, which is guaranteed revenue as a service. Interesting. I want to unpack a couple things there. So as, um, um, as I just think about the consumer experience, so I'm walking sure. to Target. Uh, um, we're having a baby, so going to be purchasing a lot of things. How does Wonderkin interact with me? Yeah, so what we're ultimately setting out to do and what the MarTech industry at large is trying to solve for is the creation of that one-to-one experience that you have at Target, but in the online world. Okay. Um, so think about your experience when you're walking through a mall or through a store and how those things can be replicated in your experience with a brand online. Got it. Got it. That makes good sense. Yep. Um, you talked a little bit about how the uh, the industry is going to change, and I think um, I'd like you to go a bit more deep into that. Kind of what does that look like moving out? Yeah, totally. And I, I think I'll start with the challenges that retailers are faced with, right? Okay. Those challenges are very much the same that they've been since we got started in 2010. Uh, more traffic, more eyeballs and an ability to convert those customers at a faster clip. Mm -hmm. So 
everything that we're doing in MarTech is in response to the retail challenges, uh, the challenges that retailers face rather yep. uh, today more so than ever with the on-site, our onset of uh, social media and influencer marketing, for yep. example. Yep. Um, micro brands really pushing big box retailers uh, to take a similar approach in how they engage with the hearts and minds of their consumers. Yeah. Um, really forces those retailers to leverage technology like Wonderkin. Yeah. To try to get as close to that one to one experience as possible Got that it. you had at Target. So, MarTech is kind of a crowded space. How did or what opportunity did Wonderkin see? And what specific challenges are you trying to solve for those customers and potential customers? Definitely. Uh, I think the opportunity is how retailers leverage the behavioral data that they have available to them Got it. to solve for who and how. What audience to, to receive what message at what time. Got it. Um, and we leverage data to do that. Uh, so it's the combination of Wonderkin's platform with Smarter HQ, now Wonderkin yep. audiences, yep. that allows best-of-breed segmentation capabilities, the who, yep. to be combined with uh, the best-of-breed identity technology that Wonderkin had that really allows you to address that opportunity in this market. Got it. So timing is really key on that. Timing is huge. Trying to figure out when that customer, potential customer, is on a website um, and being able to identify them and, and make sure you're serving them correctly. Yeah, how do you capture that intent? Right. Yeah. When you're in a store, when you're in Target, to your previous example, right? Yeah. You have in-store reps uh, that can service you in a in a way that is tougher to replicate online. Yeah. Um, so there's enough data out there to inform the strategy. It's about codifying that data together to be able to address that opportunity. Yeah. Ultimately, increase conversions, uh, which is why uh, we guarantee revenue for our customers, revenue as a service. Uh, is to say that we're willing to bet that our technology can change the way your consumers sure. convert. Yep. All of those challenges you've been solving for your customers and really seizing that opportunity, um, you guys have been growing like crazy. Like crazy. Yeah. Like crazy. So we were acquired in November of 2020. Okay. Here in Indianapolis alone, we went from 26 headcount to over 175 here in Indianapolis. Today. Wow. That's in 16 short months since that acquisition uh, that we've been able to, to witness that type yeah. of growth. Uh, and I really think that's driven by a couple of factors. First, any time that you combine forces with a competitor in space, mm -hmm. you stop cannibalizing each other from yep. a go-to-market perspective. Yep. The second is the customer gets the combined offering of both entities. Yeah. Uh, so whether it's growth-oriented or to stave off customer churn, yeah. uh, that becomes... Uh, a really strong strategy in market. And then ultimately, to, to meet the needs of that growth, we need uh, the best of breed talent here in Indianapolis, yeah. here in, New York, our, in our office in New York, in London. Yeah. Uh, we just opened a space in Montreal, oh, nice. a space in Amsterdam, yeah. uh, focusing on growth in APAC uh, with a potential presence in Australia yeah. to, to meet the needs of that growth. Really, really exciting time here. At Matt, so you're a Hoosier. I am. You started your journey here in Indianapolis. IU grad, big IU fan. Indeed. Went to Kelly uh, and got an MBA there. Yeah. And then darn near started your journey with Smarter HQ in the early 2010s. Yep. So did you always think you were going into tech? No, it's, it's interesting. It's something that, you know, I've, I've talked to TechPoint a lot yep. about. I've talked to my peers about um, because the, the 
offerings at IU when I went to school was entrepreneurship, right? Uh, not finance, accounting, marketing, some of these other uh, you know, typical paths that you'll take in, in business school, uh, but this blanket umbrella yeah. entrepreneurship. Uh, what it didn't offer um, was exposure to just how challenging and how much fun the technology industry can be. Yeah. Uh, so I actually studied accounting and finance okay. uh, down at IU, uh, got an MBA in accounting and spent two years at a public accounting firm okay. before I joined forces with Smarter. Um, I got access to this opportunity uh, because I had a career mentor at the time, ex-CMO of Simon, actually, mm -hmm. who had made an early stage investment smarter, um, who really was uh, the catalyst for um, what's taken place over the last 10 years, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, jumping headfirst into technology, into entrepreneurial finance, yeah. uh, and, and really loving every moment of that journey up to this point. Yeah. It sounds like that, um, that was my question I was going to ask, how did Smarter come up? So it sounds like a mentor really uh, that was investing uh, in Smarter as it grew was someone who upled you down that path. Yeah. I, I was 24 when I started at Smarter HQ. Um, it was incredible, actually. She, I, I can remember the conversation. Hey, we got to get your resume tight. We're going to go ahead and, and um, yeah. apply for this role. Yep. Best case scenario, we're going to get some great feedback from the board. Yep. yep. I tell people to this day, I think I got the role because I was the cheapest of the candidates available. I was employee number eight wow. uh, in, in January of 2012. Wow. We're at 1,100 in, uh, employees in nine countries today. Wow. I wonder. You've seen it since its genesis then. That's right. I mean, uh, through every um, <clears throat> change, through every new direction, uh, you've been right there. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. So you've probably, with that journey, and, and keep me honest in the stats here, you've been like through and, and being front and center on finance and accounting, you have seen 17 rounds, I think, that the funding rounds that Smarter went through obviously helped lead through an acquisition. That's right. Um, and now are continuing to serve in a leadership capacity here in Indianapolis, but also for the broader company. That's so, right. Um, <clears throat> I got to ask, like, how much of uh, what you've leaned on throughout this journey has been um, you know, the professional schooling you got at um, Kelly and through IU, and how much has just been trial by fire? Totally. And, and <laughs> you know, honestly, it's been a mix of both. I think yeah. first and foremost, what, what makes MBA school in particular so impactful is it teaches you how to think. Yeah. It challenges you to solve problems that don't always have an answer. Yeah. But it's about how you think and how you approach that problem yep. rather than focusing on what the right answer is. Yeah. Oftentimes, there's a best answer, but there's not a right one. Right. Take that into two years in public accounting, uh, and really, uh, that experience laid uh, the foundation for me and my understanding of financial statements mm -hmm. and how businesses work. Uh, and then in the last 10, 11 uh, years, um, the journey here at Smart HQ, now Wonderkin Audiences, yeah. now Wonderkin Global, um, ha has really just uh, been a bit of yeah. leveraging that foundation trial by fire, uh, taking on challenges with yeah. the same type of mindset that was, uh, that was set during my MBA journey yep. um, and, and just, you know, yearning for learning yeah. over those years. Yeah. You talked about mentors kind of that got you just in the door at Smarter and, and helped, you, uh, helped you do that. How, how has mentorship continued to um, help you grow throughout that? Absolutely. I think what's unique about Indianapolis 
is the tremendous amount of talent that we have here. Yeah. But it's also the approach that they take uh, to, to mentoring and growing yeah. people like me. Yeah. I started when I was 24 years old. I had a lot to learn. Yeah. Uh, and I got a chance to lean on mentors, partners, vendors, yeah. law firms that all had much more exposure to technology and in, in the industry at large than I did. Yeah. Uh, and they were tremendously helpful uh, and, and sort of expediting that ramp period uh, that I went through for the first couple of years at Smarter. Yeah. So why was Wonderkin the right acquisition partner? So it is... Q4, or, or maybe it's 2020 as, as your team starts to ramp up and kind of think about how we continue to grow. Um, as you look out over the horizon and see the variety of mar marketing technology organizations, I wonder, Ken. Really three reasons. Um, first, I think with Smarter HQ, now Wonderkin audiences did really well, was create best of breed segmentation technology. Okay. The who of the equation that we mm. referenced earlier. Mm -hmm. What Wonderkin did uh, is this really robust and innovative identity network. So now it's not just about what we understand from a behavioral perspective, yeah. actions that you take on the website, but now we learn about you from like device ID perspective. How do you like to engage brands? Is it a tablet? Is it a laptop? Yeah. Is it a cell phone? Uh, to inform at a more granular level who you are, and how you'd like a brand to engage you. Yeah. The second thing that I think Wonderkin got right uh, was their go-to-market approach. Okay. This concept of revenue as a service, guaranteed revenue for customers, allowed them to scale faster than anyone in our space. Uh, and what SmarterHQ really needed was a partner mm. in the space to help get the message out to help get technology to those customers. Um, and we found since the acquisition, the tremendous growth that we've seen here in Indy yeah. globally, right? Yeah. Uh, that that bet really paid off. It worked. Yeah. Uh, and then thirdly, the people. I think this is one of those um, reminders to all of us that as we're thinking about um, what makes M&A transactions successful, mm -hmm. it's really important to focus on the people element, yeah. right? Teams have got to jive together uh, because it's ultimately the combination of those people that makes a transaction successful. Wonderkin puts a lot of emphasis on its people. I see that just the second I walk in your office, working with a lot of your team here at TechPoint, yep. you guys have a great staff. There's a wonderful team that has been assembled uh, here and, and throughout the world now with yep. your offices. What are some of the things that your team focuses on and really doubles down on when it's working with its employees? Yeah, I think right now, especially, you know, given the last couple of years, the pandemic, um, some of the other things that have been happening, especially here in America, uh, it's really embracing this concept of individuality, right? Meeting employees, really, really talented employees where they are, yeah. providing a safe space uh, for which they can thrive. And that's, I, I think, wonder can beyond Anything else that we've talked about today, that's something that they've really gotten right. So after the acquisition, Wonderkin was headquartered in New York, also opened offices in London. Now you're in Montreal, uh, continuing to grow. Smarter was in Indianapolis, yep. and there has continued to be a growth around the city. We're going from 26 employees at the end of 2020 to uh, now, I think you said, in the high, at 
potentially uh, above we're 150. Getting, we're so, getting awfully close to 200. There you go. You got to yeah. keep me honest because it yeah, keeps yeah. changing. But um, they made a decision, and your team made a decision to invest in Indiana. Yeah. Why is that? What's unique about Indianapolis here is just the, the tremendous amount of success stories we have in marketing technology specifically. It was an absolute no-brainer post-acquisition to double down mm-hmm. on the talent pool that exists here. Uh, from CS uh, to client services to tech services to our engineering yeah. uh, talent that is here. Uh, for the last 15, 20 years, uh, they all have experience in exactly yeah. what it is that we're doing yeah. in marketing technology. Uh, so, um, of course, when they made the acquisition, uh, the decision to double down here um, was top of mind for them. I think that mentor community you talked about and how you got to where you are and how Wonderkin continues to do that is so important. Absolutely. Kudos there. Yeah, I think. And honestly, when we, we try to highlight like where the work is to be done, yeah, uh, we have to continue that, right? Yeah. Um, take what I experienced over the last 10 years and really pay it forward. Yeah. Uh, and find as many opportunities to do that as possible. Yeah. As we think about continuing to hire and grow the share of technology talent in Indiana and Indianapolis, um, you talked a bit, a bit about your journey and how you got to Smarter. You were in public accounting were able to find that mentor, that person that helped open a door for you. Yeah. Some of those students out there, and you guys have been a great participate. Uh, you've been very, uh, very much engaged in extern over the years. Have yeah, externs yeah. right now. That's right. What do you say to some of that talent out there that is in Indiana-based universities or maybe somewhere else about starting their career here in Indianapolis? Yeah, I, I think honestly, especially with what we've seen um, over the last, call it two and a half years. Yeah. Uh, the approach to work has changed, yeah. right? And um, I, I'd really task all students uh, looking for, you know, where they want to head out of university um, to take a deeper look at the opportunities that are here yeah. and opportunities that are abroad that can be serviced from here. Because I think mm. things like cost of living, um, the people yeah. uh, that we have here, uh, what we're doing as a city uh, is really special. And yeah. I think it's, it's worth taking a, a deeper look at what can be accomplished here coming out of those uh, Indiana-based universities uh, because I've had a tremendous amount of success. You've been yeah. here having uh, a tremendous success story of your own with TechPoint. Uh, there's ample opportunity uh, to thrive, and I think you can do that uh, in a way that just affords you opportunities uh, that, that you don't really get on the coast yeah. with, you know, uh, twice, twice as costly of, of living arrangements yeah. and other things. So, yeah. Wonderkin and Smarter HQ have utilized TechPoint's talent programs now for several years, and I believe you were like one of the initial adopters of the extern program in the early early stages when we started it. Can you talk a little bit about some of the talent you've been able to work with from that program and how they've done in your organization? Yeah, I, I think a couple of comments there. Uh, what's unique about the program, especially for startups and scale-ups, mm-hmm. right, is it allows us to have a presence at universities mm. that we couldn't have ourselves. Yep. So our ability to look like a Google, an Apple, a Salesforce yep. at these universities, uh, to be able to create a program uh, that gives us access to the type of talent that we've been able uh, to have access to through the extern program. Yeah. Uh, is an incredible plus 
for us, you know, small startup and scale-up companies here in Indianapolis. Yep. Some of our externs became some of our best software engineers uh, during this 10-year run that we've yeah. had. Uh, it's been incredible. From the likes of a Valparaiso University, um, that's not something that a, uh, a you know short-staffed uh, yeah. GNA function can support. We yeah. can't be at all those career fairs. We can't afford to have that type of presence right at these universities. Uh, so tremendously helpful to be able to leverage a partner like TechPoint and uh, providing access to that talent. That's great. So Matt Wonderkin was. Scale up of the year this year at the Mirror Awards. Our first Mirror Awards back in person in two years since the pandemic. You guys took home the 2022 Scale Up of the Year Award. And if we think back just 10 years ago, uh, the Smarter HQ team was Startup of the Year. So you've come full circle. No doubt. It no was doubt. awesome to in see. In 2014, that. if you would have asked, I thought that was one of the greatest moments of my career. Fast forward, <laughs> you know, eight, nine years, and here we are yeah. uh, eclipsing that milestone. Uh, just a tremendous success story, yeah. I think, really highlights the grit and persistence uh, for all of the, the folks that have worked with us, invested in us, believed in us over the last 10 years. Yeah. What a great story for, for Indianapolis yeah. and, and for all involved with Smarter HQ, now Wonderkin. So some of the things, I think, uh, as they introduced your team and as you submitted your application, something, something like 50% revenue growth, significant headcount growth. That's right. Um, what's the future look like here locally and beyond? So I, I think we are, you know, doubling down our go-to-market approach, right? We got to open new verticals, yeah. verticals that act like retailers, yep. uh, travel and hospitality, financial services. Uh, we got to open new markets, right? I, I mentioned that we opened a, a, a small office in Amsterdam. Yeah. We're looking at a space in Australia. Wow. Uh, that, that is really trying to take Wonderkin global in yep. ways that, that we hadn't before. Um, so absolutely committed to uh, chasing revenue at all costs. But I think what we've, uh, what we've seen, especially in the last six months, with some of this macroeconomic uncertainty, mm -hmm. is that companies really got to be smart about how they scale. Yeah. Uh, so although we, you know, 300%, uh, three times ourselves, rather, in yep. the last 15 months from yep. a headcount perspective, what we're really focused on right now is making sure that we scale efficiently. Yeah. Uh, innovating the product, focusing on how we service that revenue as we scale yeah. um, is incumbent on us and, frankly, everyone um, in the private space that's, that's private funded. Yeah. So what does the future look like in, in e-commerce? I mean, we uh, 2020 completely changed that's right. how the behavior plus the who of how folks are engaging with brands and how they're purchasing items. Um, what does that mean for you and the business? And put your crystal ball out. Where, what are we looking sure. towards and what do we see? Sure. I think I'll start at, at the highest level, right? Global populations on the rise. Yeah. We now have computers in our pocket. Access to information is like it never has been before. Yep. People always need stuff. Uh, forced them to stay at home for two years. E-commerce shoots out like a rocket, right? You yep. experience exponential growth. Um, Spotify put out a message yesterday uh, that they were betting on that type of exponential growth to persist. Uh, I do think that it will cool off in a post-pandemic era, but I still think stable, uh, incredible growth in e-commerce yeah. and really a transition from e-commerce to commerce. Mm. Um, mm. Because with globalization, 
this is the approach that you have to take. Yeah. Um, and and I, I think it's here to stay, Frank. Yeah. For Wonderkin specifically, great place to hang out. Um, especially with the revenue as a service model. Yeah. So as we see growth in e-commerce or commerce, um, our ability uh, to guarantee more revenue on behalf of our customers yeah. is there. Yeah. And ultimately, we get credit for it. Yeah. Matt, thank you so much for hosting us today. I uh, and the, I speak to the entire team of TechLine on this. We are grateful for the partnership with Wonderkin and, of course, the work we've done with you over the past 10 years and your entire team. So we look forward to uh, your continued presence and growth here in Indiana. And uh, look forward to continued work with you. Thank you for being a part of the circuit today. Hey, thank you so much. Uh, anyone watching this, uh, if you want to come stop by our office downtown, we're in the Century Building for three and four. We'd love to have you come by. You need to do it. It's a sweet place. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, today. Matt.